Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah! It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Yes, sir. It's Friday, family. Stephen Langford in with you up until 6 o'clock. Then the morning roast will take you until 9. Super Bowl Sunday coming up. You got UFC 271 tomorrow. Speaking of which, the 2022 NBA trade deadline reporter Rumble has come to a conclusion. We will get to that in the next segment at 5.15. Have some Super Bowl prop bets that I do want to go through. And also, Stephen A. Smith maybe gave the worst food take that I've ever heard in my life. I also want to get to that sound as well because it's funny. It's funny. There was it felt like he was saying he was trying to say words but he had no idea what was coming out of his mouth. He had no clue. But I do want to start off the show with this as the Warriors were on a tough back-to-back going to Utah in the altitude to face the Jazz. Klay Thompson took that night off. Then they were back home at Chase Center to face the New York Knicks, who have not been very good. I believe they have uh, they had lost four straight going into this game. You were at Chase Center. You weren't at full strength because you were without Klay Thompson. And even though it was the second half of a back-to-back, I think people expected the Warriors to win this game. And even though the Knicks made it a 13-point game in the fourth quarter... The Warriors got it down, almost tying the game and going to OT. Wiggins goes down, coming up as Thompson gets the ball, dribbles far side, Thompson's going to go, dribbles on, Fournier stops, shoots on the way, no good at the buzzer, and hit the back rim and bounced away, and New York wins. He had a good look. Oh, Clay Thompson, that is going to hurt as he thinks about that, heading to the locker room. Wow, couldn't ask for a better look than that. No. 14-footer, right elbow. And I guarantee you that 18,064, when that left his hand, all thought that one's going in. Oh, absolutely. And it was straight on. And I absolutely did, too. I really thought it was going in as soon as he shot it. But I didn't think the Warriors were going to be back in this game. 
I didn't think they were even, I didn't think they were going to be close after that fourth quarter. The way that they were getting bullied on the glass, Nemanja Bialica defensively, very frustrating. I was actually listening to Warriors Live prior to the pregame with Tim Roy, so I was listening to Damon and Ratto, and they had Anthony Slater on, and the Warriors didn't make any moves at the deadline, as we all know. And Bobby Marks joined Damon and Ratto earlier on their regular show, ESPN Salary Cap Guy. And he was talking about players on the buyout market. But then Warriors insider Anthony Slater joined them later on. And he essentially said, this is the 15 that you're going to stick with. And yesterday we were talking about it. Damian Lee, Nemanja Bialica, and Juan Toscano-Anderson, those three guys are the three most likely to get traded. Well, they didn't make any any moves. And when Bialica comes in for his uh, first game after missing the last six, he just did not look good. Watching him just put his hands up in the restricted area, just waiting for a guy to come at him, and then just letting him go right by... I mean, you could you could you could count on both hands how many times that happened in that game. So he was not good, but it was the size issue in last night's game, you know. And and they, I mean, it got to the point where Steve Kerr went small <laughs> to close out the game instead of actually having a big man in there. Kevon Looney is starting to get a little tired. I think he needs the All-Star break badly because he does want to play all 82 games. That's been his goal. Uh, but this man just needs a few days off. If he's not going to take a game off, he just needs the All-Star break to recoup and and revamp. And I think he'll be back to being where he is. And it's not like he even had a bad game last night, but you can tell that he's getting tired defensively. Um, but that was a tough one. That was a tough one. And without Draymond Green... They're just not the same defensively, and Steve Kerr, head coach, talked about that. Not f- until kind of late, you know, when we went small, I thought that was the first time we really pushed it. I thought there were a lot of possessions where we were jogging the sidelines, but to be honest, that's kind of been our team. You know, without Draymond, the last few weeks, our pace is near the bottom of the league, so we have not been a very good transition team now for several weeks. We've been just relying on three-point shooting, and we've done a good job of making shots to win games, but, you know, you're not going to make them all the time we missed 30 of them tonight and we had some good looks but you can't count on all that stuff so when you have to overcome 16 offensive boards tonight three games in a row it's like 16 18 17 offensive boards 33 free throws i mean you're playing uphill and so the only way to to combat all that is to play really fast and that's why we went small you know the whole fourth quarter or most of the fourth quarter and and the guys did a great job of you know fighting back and giving themselves a chance and i love that point that kerr is making right there because it feels like if in the Warriors in the half court, they're getting their guys open. Do they knock down those shots all the time? No. Not necessarily. And and, and was it that bad last night? Three-point shooting-wise, they only shot 33% as a team compared to the Knicks, who shot 38%. But it feels like that's been the issue since Draymond's been out, is that up-tempo offense, that transition when they grab the defensive rebound and you're going on the other end of the court, normally you'd get the ball to Draymond, he's running up court and he's dictating things. It just feels awkward on some of those stretches. Even at the start of the game yesterday, there were there were a couple of times where, you know, they're they're running up court, they grab the defensive rebound, and then Clay is starting to pull up from three, but then him and Steph are kind of starting to lose their way. Sometimes it just looked awkward. 
whenever they're in transition. So that's what they need Draymond for. They need him back for his defense, and they need him back for his rebounding and his smarts on the glass. Now, they're getting James Wiseman. They're getting James Wiseman. And Clay Thompson mentioned that after the game, and I'll get to that sound in just a second. But, man... Uh, I thought a buyout candidate was the, the 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 smart thing to do yesterday, and I'm not going to harp on that for the rest of the season. I'm not even worried about how the season's going. They're 25 and five at home right now. They're 41 and 15 overall on the season. There's still a lot of the year left. We're going to the second half after the All Star break coming up. I'm not I'm I'm not worried about the team at all. Because when you do get Draymond back, I do think they'll be just. I, I think it'll be a 180. I think they'll be a vastly different team. Just having that voice there, and also having to be able to to close out games. I think Draymond would have helped close out that game yesterday without these bigs, without Kevon Looney being on the floor, without Nemanja Bjelica being on the floor, who Steve Kerr felt the need to pull because he was not playing well. And speaking of Steve Kerr, here's what he had to say. It was an emotional game for them last night. I just lost like 15 minutes ago. I'm, you know, do I have to like parse it out like that? Or I mean, we lost. We lost an emotional game. I'm proud of our guys. They fought back like crazy. You know, they had a huge size advantage on the front line. We were getting crushed on the boards, and our guys fought. So I'm not. I'm disappointed that we lost, but I'm really proud of our guys. I thought it was a it was a hell of a fight. They got out rebounded, 51 to 38. Now on the defensive, 35 to 33, the Knicks won that one. But offensively, they out-rebounded them 16 to 5, giving them a ton of check uh, second chance points. And there was that and, and I think that's really highlighted by the moment with about three and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter where Kaminga has to get the rebound. But Julius Randle just knocks him out of the way after an Evan Fortier missed three. Then Fortier would go on to miss another three. But then they'd grab the offensive rebound again, get it out to the three-point line, knock down the shot, and put him up by eight. Like, that's that's where they lost that game last night. It wasn't because Clay missed that shot. I mean, they would have gone to OT, and I was shocked that they even did. But it just wasn't a, it just wasn't a good game yesterday. And... This Knicks team has not been very good. They have not been very good. They haven't been good shooting the three. They haven't been good from the field. I mean, they're damn near last in the league in pace. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't a good loss. I get it. It's the second half of a back to back. But when you're back at home and you got a, you know, you got a healthy Clay Thompson and they're hungry. I, I I think they should have gotten that win last night. That's really where I'm at. I'm not worried about the season. You know, I'm I'm looking at the comments and you know everything, and people are saying they're worried about playoffs, how they're going to go against the Grizzlies. We're going to lose to them in the second round. It's like, what are you doing? You don't need to. Get, we don't need to go that far. They need the All Star. Like, not only does Kevon Looney need the All Star break, the entire team needs the All Star break. And 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 they haven't been able to use size at all. And it feels like it feels like they kind of accepted that. That's the weird part about it. It feels like they've just said, you know what, this is this is what we got. Whenever they're asked about size, it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. But, but that's where we're at right now. And I do want to get the development for Jonathan Kaminga. I think him getting those minutes is important because a lot of that time towards the end of the game, the closing minutes are teaching moments, and he had a fantastic game scoring the ball. 
He had a fantastic game. But from him, if you're going to use him as your small ball five, you need to come down with more boards. You need to come down with more boards. He only had five rebounds last night. He was good shooting the three. He was two of three from the three-point line, five of eight overall, and he got to the free-throw line six times, and he knocked down five of them. So that's progress right there. I'm liking what I'm seeing from that. Actually, as a team, the Warriors were 15 of 17, which is good enough, but the Knicks, they had 33 free-throw attempts. They had 16 more chances than the Warriors to score a point. 16 more. And they ended up getting a 9-point advantage out of that. So it's those little things right there that they can correct, and I expect them to. But James Wiseman, I, 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 we were saying at the beginning of the season, the way that we were talking about Clay and Wiseman coming back is the conversation wasn't so much we need Clay and Wiseman back. It's just going to be a luxury. It's just, yeah, we're getting Clay and Wiseman. Can you imagine how much better this team is going to be? Well, now it turns out they do need Clay Thompson, and luckily they got him there. And right now, they do need James Wiseman, especially if they're not going to make a move by the time the buyout comes around. By the time those guys are waived, March 1st is the deadline for them to be waived. So after that, maybe maybe just after March, you could be seeing new players on different teams. And some of those guys who were expected to be on the buyout market ended up getting traded yesterday. So I don't know what their options are, except... You're going to need Wiseman to come back, and I mean, you know, he's going to get acclimated. You don't need to have him be, you know, the this instant ten rebounds a game type of guy right away. But I think that's what the Warriors' expectation is: is for him to make up for that. But man, Bealitsa, <laughs> I mean, Bealitsa too. He only had four rebounds on the day. He was one of five shooting. He was zero of two from three. And defensively, the Knicks were just cooking him. It, it was it was bad. It was bad for Nemanja Bjelica, but they got to put that game behind them. They got a game coming up against the Lakers. But I do want to talk about the trade deadline. Let's update it. The finale of the NBA trade deadline reporter rumble for 2022 between Sham Sharania and Adrian Wojnarowski. We'll get to that next. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Stephen Langford in with you. 
Hope everybody is having a terrific Friday. Now, at 5.50, we're going to do a Super Bowl edition of Mark Your Words, so stay tuned for that, where I officially mark down your words. This time being about the Super Bowl, who's going to win it between the Rams and the Bengals, and then come Monday, we'll read off the winners, who got it right, and your prize... I guess a shout-out on air from me at 5 a.m. <laughs> I don't have anything to give away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, and also, at the, coming up next, I want to get to Stephen A. Smith and one of the just worst food takes that I've ever heard in my life. In my life. I've never heard a worse one than that. So I'll get to that sound in the next segment. But as we know, the trade deadline ended yesterday. And if you were listening to this station at all, you got... The gist of what went on. And I'm not exactly going to give you all the analysis, who won the who won the trade deadline, but I can tell you this. Sham Sharania versus Adrian Wojnarowski, it's a thing. It's a thing. Woj used to be the newsbreaker for the NBA. Used to be the newsbreaker. And then Shams started breaking news when he was in college... Okay, this guy's young. He, he's a young, up-and-coming NBA insider. And he used to work with Woj at Yahoo. But then Woj went to ESPN, got a big deal there. And then the term Woj bomb came into play because he was the only one who was breaking any of the big news. But slowly but surely, Shams was starting to report different stories under the radar stories, and everyone's wondering who is this Shams guy creating connections? And now it's turned into Woes versus Shams. So brings us the 2022 NBA trade deadline reporter rumble. I'm going to bring in wrestling announcer guy one more time. He's been on every day this week since Wednesday. He doesn't come on the air until the music plays. He's a very weird person. He needs music in the background in order to in order to talk. It's what he told me. He's a very odd individual wrestling announcer, guys. So I will bring him in. But the deadline ended at noon yesterday. And if you were paying attention at all, I think you know who wins the NBA trade deadline, Reporter Rumble. But as it goes, I grade the trade one through five. And then we tally up the scores. Now, right now, as we timed them yesterday, or tallied the totals yesterday, Woj is up 15.5 to Shams' 12. 15.5 to Shams' 12. That's what we got so far with the trades. I believe there were nine leading up to yesterday. So without further further ado, I'm going to bring in wrestling announcer guy, And we'll get to it, the finale of the 2022 NBA trade deadline, Reporter Rumble. That's the music. Wrestling announcer guy, you're back. Are you ready? This is the only, this is the final day that I'm going to need you. That's it. You don't need me for any more. No, I don't, wrestling announcer guy. You bring way too much energy at 5 in the morning. It's only appropriate for something like this, where you got reporters clashing for the trade deadline. But there were a ton of trades yesterday, 
And I'm sure, wrestling announcer guy, you have all of them. Read the trades off to me, and then we'll get it going. Are you good to do this? Hell yeah! Did you get any sleep last night, announcer guy? No, you kidding me? All those trades! Hell no! No sleep for me! All right, jeez. Make sure you get some sleep when you get home, okay? And tone it down. Just tone it down a little bit. All right, what do you got? Steven, I'm not going to waste your time. A lot of it is going Shams' way. I'm not going to be... I'm not going to lie. Just listen to this, okay? All right. You're starting to lose it a little bit, wrestling announcer guy. Your voice is really starting to go, Well, it's been three days. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. At 8.42 in the morning, this is when it all started. From Shams Sharania. The Sacramento Kings are trading Marvin Bagley III to the Pistons. All right, Marvin Bagley to the Pistons. Okay, Kings are on a fire sale. I'm just going to quickly give that a two. Okay. But Woe's fired back. Woe's fired back at 8.44, two minutes later. The Kings are acquiring Milwaukee's Dante DiVincenzo in a four-team trade. Wait, so Woe's is just kind of following up? With the Marvin Bagley trade? Is that where we're going here? Let me get to it, Steven. Why are you going forward? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Okay. Well, I'll give that Dante DiVincenzo. Good player. But he's going to the Kings. Doesn't mean anything for the playoffs. And the Bucks. I think they're just trying to get rid of Dante DiVincenzo just because he's going to be worth quite a bit of money. So I'll, I'll, I'll give that one a two, too. But a good trade for the Bucks. I don't care about your analysis. I don't care what you have to say. Just give me more trades. But in the same minute, in the same minute at 8.44, Shobbs comes over the top. The Los Angeles Clippers are trading Serge Ibaka to the Milwaukee Bucks. Ooh. Shams got to that one, huh? Yeah. Serge Ibaka to the Bucks. Now, I know he's coming off back surgery. But that could be a good... That could be a... Just give me the score, Steven! I'll give that one a three. I'll give that one a three. All right, what do we got? Where, where are we at? We had him at 12. Now he's at 17. So we're at 17 and a half to Woj, 17 to Shams. That's where we're at. Okay. Three minutes later, Shams Sarania. Wait, so you're telling me this was all within a span of, like, five minutes? Yes. At 8.47... He continued with the Kings and the Pistons trade. The Pistons are trading Josh Jackson and Trey Lyles to Sacramento. It's a four-team deal with Detroit, Milwaukee, the Clippers, and the Kings. So Shams essentially just followed up on his previous report, which started at 842, which started off with Martin Bagley, and he kept on going from there. Okay, well, if you included everyone else, I'm just going to give that a one. I'm just going to give that a one. It felt like he was just... Continuing on there. Oh, 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 no. Shams wasn't done at 8.47 in the morning. He put out another tweet within the minute. Are you serious? Does he have these things scheduled? Like, is, is, what is he doing? How does he type that fast? I don't know, Steven. I just report the trades. Again, from Shams, the Toronto Raptors are trading Goran Dragic to the San Antonio Spurs for Thad Young. Gordon Dragic, huh? That's an interesting name. Raptors are trading him to the Spurs. Thad Young going to the Raptors. 
Look, uh, you clearly just want me to hurry up with this, so I'm just going to give it a two. I'm just going to give it a two, and we're going to keep things rolling from there. So, now Shams is starting to take a little bit of a lead. Uh, what, what do we got here? What, do, what is he at? 17 compared to the... Or, excuse me. No, he's at 19 compared to the 17 and a half. Okay. Okay. Well, Woe's following it up, Stephen. Woe said four minutes later that the Bucks are also sending Semi Oyehi and Rodney Hood to the Clippers in a four-team teal, too. Wait, what? Look, I'm just giving that a one. I don't... Rodney Hood. I no, I don't I don't care about that trade. We're waiting for the James Harden trade. Who broke the James Harden news? That's what I want to know. Oh, Steven. Hang on. Woes continued. A little bit of a lull. About a half hour in between tweets. At 929 from Adrian Wojnarowski. The Celtics are trading PJ Dozier and Bull Bull, a future second, and cash to the magic for a future second round pick. Dozier and Bull are out for the season. Good Lord, are you telling me Woes just gave us some injury updates and some trades with guys who aren't even going to be around for the year? And P.J. Dozier and Bull Bull? Woes is, Woj is getting body slammed. He's getting stone cold stunned right now. I mean, I'm only giving that one a one. That's all I could do. Steven? Yeah? I'm talking to you right now. We're doing radio. What? That's really awkward. Steven. What? Guess who broke the news with the Nets and the Sixers? Breaking. This was at 10.16 a.m. The Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers are finalizing a trade. Sending James Harden for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry... In draft picks. Well, that's it then. That's it then, wrestling announcer guy. I mean, how else am I supposed to grade that? I know I'm grading these one through five, but that's the biggest. That, that's the biggest one. That's the biggest one. So James Harden is going to the Sixers in return for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and draft picks. I mean, Shams Shams took it right there. Oh, Steven. He didn't just take it. He got the tweet out 20 seconds before Adrian Wojnarowski. They both tweeted it at 10.16 a.m. <laughs> wait, wait a second. You're telling me? That Shobbs just straight up beat him to the punch? Did... Okay, look, I saw there were a ton of trades after that, but they didn't seem to mean as much. I saw... Now, now tell me if this is from Shobbs or Woj. I saw that the Celtics are trading Josh Richardson to the Spurs for Derek White. Who got to that? Shams. I saw the Wizards are finalizing a deal as they send Montrez Harrell to Charlotte. Who was on that? Shams. Did Woj get anything? Well, he, he got the Pacers as they're finalizing a trade to send Tory Craig to the Suns for Jalen Smith and a future second-round pick. Does that do anything for you, Stephen, in these grades? No. No. Sham Sharania wins the 2022 Reporter Rumble. 
You can't come back from that finishing move. You can't come back from the James Harden trade. Well, wrestling announcer guy, I guess that's it. I guess Shams is your winner for the 2022 NBA Trade Deadline Reporter Rumble. Man, what a ride. It was neck and neck for a while, but on the last day. Game 7 for Shams and Woj. Shams just took it. Shams just Shams blew Woj out of the water in this final day. Wrestling announcer guy... That's all I'm going to need from you. That's all I'm going to need from you. It's been a fun three days. Well, Stephen, I don't mean to get sentimental, but I really appreciate you bringing me on the show. I think that we have good chemistry together and we'll do good things in the future. In the future? What are you talking about? Trust me. I'll be back. Will you? Because in order for you to come back, I have to invite you. No, you don't. You play that music. I'll be around. All right, wrestling announcer guy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, wrestling announcer guy. You know what? I'll give you... Hang on. Give me a second here. I'm going to... You know, I'll give you a round of applause. There you go. There you go. What a ride. What a ride between Woj and Shobbs. I can't imagine what it's like being an insider. I can't. Just trying to text and be on your... Like, they need the strongest laptops in the world. They need the strongest laptops in the world. Can you imagine, like, you know, they're, they're doing so much work and maybe Woes forgets to plug in his charger or something? <laughs> then the computer dies? No! No! <laughs> oh, man. For the 510, oh my god, you sound more like Tungus from the AMPM commercial! Yeah! Tungus! <laughs> That wasn't me. That's that's another that's another he, wrestling announcer guy's gone. That wasn't me. Oh man. A Woj bomb versus a sh- a sham wow. Although his his name is Shams though. That's how you pronounce it. So I don't know if you can call it a sham wow cuz his name's not pronounced Shams. I mean, you could call it a sham wow. Just doesn't have the same ring to it. Doesn't have the same ring. A sham wow. But man, I can't believe Harden is going to the Sixers. That that's just I thought all of that was just speculation. And Chris Haynes actually made his way to the ring there, tweeted out that uh, you know, it's going to happen. There are thoughts that it was going to happen. A very vague tweet just to kind of get a tweet out there, but it ended up being Shams who had the report at ten sixteen, the exact same time as Adrian uh, Wozniarowski. So man, hell of a time. Hell of a time with the NBA trade deadline reporter rumble. Okay, I need your help. At the Comcast Business Text Line at 888-957-9570. What's the worst food take you've ever heard? What's the worst food take you've ever heard? I need you to weigh in at 888-957-9570 at the Comcast Business Text Line because I heard one from Stephen A. Smith yesterday, and it was terrible, although the delivery was amazing. So wait till you hear that sound at 550 We will have mark your words where 
I simply mark your words, and it's going to be a Super Bowl edition of that. So we'll get to that at 5.50, and we'll also have some Super Bowl prop bets. It's going to be a fun final half hour here on a Friday on 95.7 The Game. And shout out to you, Sham Sharania. You are the winner of the 2022 NBA Trade Deadline Reporter Rumble. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Comcast business text line is 888-957-9570. The phone number is 888-957-9570. Now at 5.50, I'm going to get to mark your words. We'll do a little Super Bowl preview with that. And what Mark Your Words is, well, I'll explain that coming up at 5.50. So just stay tuned for that. It's a lot of fun. Gets the listeners involved. But I need your involvement this entire segment. What is the worst food take you've ever heard? Can be any sort of food. Any sort of food. Can be pizza, which is what I'm going to play right now. Because I'm getting somewhere here. This is related to sports in some way. But what's your worst food take? I want to hear from you. Because Stephen A. Smith yesterday might have given the worst food take that I've ever heard. Now, as you know, at Super Bowl Radio Row, when celebrities are there, athletes, a lot of them are sponsored. So they always uh, are selling something. And Micah Parsons from the Dallas Cowboys might have the best job out of this whole Radio Row, the best sponsor. He's got Pizza Hut. All right. Now, despite what you, whatever you think about the pizza, it's still great that you're sponsored by a pizza company. You go around, you're just you're just carrying around a big old pizza. You're giving the the host some slices. They can try the pizza. You're talking pizza all day. So you're going on various shows. You know, you go to different tables and you do live radio interviews. And Micah Parsons has been giving away pizza, and he was on first take. Now this wasn't live. Uh, from Radio Row, it looked like Michael Parsons was in his car, actually, wearing a pretty sweet jacket with the Pizza Hut logo and everything. But he was on first take, and Stephen A. gave his pizza order in the most Stephen A. Smith way possible. I, I, I heard this yesterday, and I just couldn't stop laughing. I'm not in the shape that you are in, but damn it, let me tell you something right now. I love me some pan pizza. Ground beef, cheese and ground beef. I mean that that that's it for me. Pizza Hut is my favorite. I love the ground it's a beef. Classic. It's got to have the pan. Oh Get this it's a, it's a pan pizza. If you don't pay the extra dollar for pan, I might call you a psycho. That's you know what I'm saying. You got to play. You got to. They, these people that just be riding the, the buying the regular size. No, it's got to be the pan pizza. Pan pizza is the way to go. <laughs> My favorite part, though, is right at the beginning, because I don't know if he's believing what he's saying, and Willard and Dibbs, uh, the producer, Kyle Madsen, very witty guy, very quick, and when he heard this yesterday, he instantly said, dude, Stephen A. Smith from New York, like he had to have had an independent pizza joint somewhere, and you're telling me that ground beef and cheese is are his favorite toppings? There's no chance. Am, am, or am I wrong on this? 
Am I am I wrong on this? Is it is ground beef and cheese just a regular pizza topping? I'm not in the shape that you are in, but damn it, let me tell you something right now. I love me some pan pizza, ground beef, cheese and ground beef. I mean that that that's it for me. <laughs> like I, it just it felt like he started to just. You ever watch The Office with Michael Scott, and I can relate to this, but he says, Michael Scott, one of his quotes is, sometimes sometimes I'll just start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find, I find it somewhere along the way. That's where Stephen A. Smith felt like he was going here, when he just started off with ground beef. I love me some pan pizza, ground beef, cheese and ground beef. <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, hey, Stephen A. What do you use for your What do you use for uh, a bolognese sauce in your spaghetti? Ground beef. Oh, really? You don't want to go with ground turkey? Okay. You don't. You don't want to go with that? Cheese and ground beef. Oh, cheese and ground beef with the spaghetti. Okay. I like that. I don't know about that with pizza though. I love me some pan pizza, ground beef, cheese and ground beef. <laughs> ground beef. Ground beef. I love Stephen A, man. Oh, gosh. What are we even going to talk about? From the 209, worst food take. Yeah, if you want, please feel free to weigh in at 888 at the Comcast business text line. From the 209, worst food take. Willard and Dibs yesterday saying ketchup doesn't belong on a hot dog. See, this is what's interesting, 209. Actually, this is this is not interesting. If anything, if anything, this is disinteresting. <laughs> like, 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 it's 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 disinteresting people. It's a very uninteresting thing that I'm about to say. But I used to have ketchup on my hot dog. But then, as I grew up, I started to acquire the taste of mustard, and I liked mustard. Now, God, I worded that weird, but. I started putting mustard on the hot dog, and I stopped putting ketchup on there. But I used to have it. Now I don't. Does it belong on a hot dog? You can have it on a hot dog. I'm totally fine with that. I have no issue with that. But it, but, but it seems like it's it's made its way to social media where, like you said, nine two five here, ketchup on hot dogs is for children. I I didn't know that. I just thought it was a regular thing that I just kind of grew up with, and then just eventually grew out of. I guess. And it's the same with the pineapple on pizza thing. It's the same with pineapple on pizza. I never thought that pineapple on pizza would be as controversial of a topic as it is. I just always felt, all right, if if you want, you can get get pepperoni, you can get cheese, you can get the all-meat, you can get the Hawaiian with ham and pineapple. Hawaiian was always in the rotation. So maybe not just pineapple on pizza. That's a ter- I, that's just that's just bad judgment if you're only having pineapple. But if you're having pineapple and and pepperoni, have you ever tried that? It's actually pretty good when you mix the the two flavors together. Or ham and pineapple. I think those goes together well. Goes together well. I mean, better than cheese and ground beef. Pan pizza, ground beef, cheese and ground beef. <laughs> Ground beef. I just love the way that he says that. It's so convincing, too. He's like, what are you, what are you going to call me a liar? Ground beef. Cheese and ground beef. <laughs> oh, Stephen A. Oh, Stephen A. From the 925, ketchup does not belong on a hot dog. From the 408, at least add some hot sauce. 
from the 707 when people say pineapples don't belong on pizza. Super random, right? Super random. From the 408, the Warriors made a huge mistake not making a move for a center. Warriors needed a big man. If we don't get one, we will not be able to beat the Suns. Bottom line, there is no chance. I don't think Wiseman is ready. You want to know what Nemanja Bialica turned into yesterday? You know what he turned into when the Knicks were just cooking him in the restricted area? Ground beef! That's what Nemanja Bialica was. He was ground beef yesterday. Ground beef! And he wasn't the, the defense that he was playing. And, I, and I'm with you. But maybe them not making a move at the deadline says something about the progress that Wiseman is making. How much confidence they have that Wiseman can be that guy. Because if they were to make a move, I don't think they were going to trade away the young guys. I don't think I, I don't think that they were going to trade Wiseman or Kaminga or Moody, nor did I think they should have. But I did think that JTA, Damian Lee, and Bielitsa were all on the table there so that you can clear up some room in the repeater tax so that you can get someone at the buyout market. So I didn't expect them to trade anyone in return for another player, but I did expect them to trade somebody for some cash considerations so that you could eventually, you could eventually, toward the end of the month, when players start getting waived, get them on the buyout market. I thought that's what they were going to do. But they didn't, and it, it, it was bad. It, it was bad last night. It was a bad showing. But if Wiseman is going to be coming back the way they're expecting, then them not making a move, I think, says a lot about that. Or it says a lot about how they feel with Bielitsa. I, I, he had a bad game offensively. Didn't get any rebound. Didn't get any rebounds. I think he had three total last night when they got out rebounded by damn near twenty. He didn't play well on defense. Bielitsa didn't look good. Damian Lee the night before against the Jazz, zero for seven. Zero for seven. Even though he shot forty percent in January, he's been very inconsistent this year. So, I'm, 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 I, I don't, I disagree with them not making a move, but look, if this is the 15 that they want to stick with, then it's the 15 they want to stick with. I really, look, just on the record, I'm not worried about the season at all. We're in the month of February here. We still got a few months in playoffs, and then when playoff basketball comes around, it's it's a totally different ball game. That's where I think Steph and Dre and Clay all have the upper hand. Whatever you're seeing here in the regular season, it's not going to be the same as the postseason. I'm seeing people already making postseason predictions after these two losses last night. Saying the Warriors are going to lose to the Grizzlies in the second round. Like, what are you talking about? It's Everything is different. Everything is different in the playoffs. Can we not make playoff predictions based off of a regular season game in the middle of February? Please. When the team doesn't have Draymond. Like, good God. <laughs> and Steph is struggling right now. He's struggling shooting the basketball. That's fine. Players struggle. But we know Steph is the greatest three-point shooter of all time and that he could bounce back at any given moment. And then he could go on a he can go on a 10-game streak of knocking down six or more three-pointers. Now, last night he knocked down five. Do you want him to be a little more efficient from the three-point line? Sure, because he took 16 overall and he did have 35 points on the night, so it's not to knock Steph. But he has been struggling shooting the ball lately. And I think a lot of that has to do with 
just not being with Draymond Green in transition. That's that's really where I'm at. From the 510, it was barbecue chicken in the lane for the Knicks last night. That's Oreo cookie from the 510. Porky's Pizza in San Leandro makes a hell of a cheeseburger pizza. Just saying, ground beef. Why? Okay, well, if he's saying cheeseburger pizza, can't Stephen A. Smith say cheeseburger pizza instead of giving guys like me the wrong impression thinking that he just likes ground beef and cheese? I love me some pan pizza, ground beef, cheese and ground beef. That's it. That's it right there. That is the drop. That's the drop. When we watch someone, I know barbecue chicken's the thing. I know Shaq has the barbecue chicken alert and all that, but right now, the drop that we play whenever someone gets schooled, kind of like the Warriors were in the paint last night, you know what they were? Ground beef! (laughs) He said it so emphatically. So emphatically when he's talking pizza. Oh, man. (laughs) Ground beef! Micah Parsons is like, what the hell is going on? But Micah Parsons has the best job. He has the best job over there. I mean, come on, man. All these guys, I mean, uh, some, uh, I don't know if K Jewelers is really involved in it anymore, but uh, for my time working in radio for the past few years, around this time, you'd always get Hall of Famers because, you know, Valentine's Day will be rolling around. You'd be getting the Hall of Famers coming in at the end of the interview saying, repeat after me, fellas. And we all know the, we all know the jingle uh, for K Jewelers. So, Michael Parsons, it's a good job over there. It's a good job. All right. Let's get to it. Mark your words. This is a very simple game. All you have to do is either text in at the Comcast Business text line at 888-957-9570. You can call in to the phone line at 888-957-9570. But here are the rules. Here's the criteria. In order for me to mark your words, you got to start out your take with mark my words, then close it out with the name and where you are either calling or texting from. Now, this is the Super Bowl edition, so mark your words with the Super Bowl. What is your prediction? I'll read some off on Monday. I'll at least read the winners. If you if you get the wrong prediction, I'm not going to call you out for it. You had your opinion, and it just happened to be the wrong one. But we'll, we'll talk about those winners on Monday, but get them in now at 888-957-9570. Mark your words, your Super Bowl prediction for this Sunday. I can't wait for this Sunday. I can't wait. I mean, I look. I know. I know a lot of 49er fans are, are going to be watching this, thinking that their team should be in it. But I think it's going to be a good Super Bowl. I think the the story surrounding. I know you'd hate to hear this, but the story surrounding Matt Stafford. I mean, I was told I was an idiot for thinking that Stafford can be a Super Bowl caliber quarterback if you just get him on the right team. So seeing him for my own personal, uh, for my selfish, for my selfish side, I'm like, yeah, all right. There you go. But, man, I, 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 I do think it's going to be a good game. And the fact that Joe Burrow is, is playing in this one, that's just, that's just crazy. And I want to shout out the Hall of Famers, too. The Hall of Famers that got elected to yesterday's class. We got Richard Seymour, Bryant Young from the 49ers. That's long overdue. Leroy Butler from the Packers. Tony Baselli who's been on every list of Hall of Fame snubs for years and years. Tony Baselli, offensive lineman from the Jaguars. He gets in. Sam Mills, Dick Vermeil, Cliff Branch, which is long overdue. 
and then Art McNally. So we got eight inductees into the Hall of Fame. Bryant Young and Cliff Branch, I think, are going to be the two notable ones here in the Bay Area. And then Richard Seymour. And if you're a, if you're a Raider fan and you know Richard Seymour, then the image that's in your head, guaranteed, I know the image in your head, it is when he, I guess, he uppercutted Ben Roethlisberger with the bottom of his hand. Just boom! What a, what, a, what, a, what a terrible time. What a terrible time. What's more catchy to you? Ground beef or scoop? There it is. As you're getting marked your words in at 888 what's more catchy? The scoop. There it is. Or the ground beef? Cheese and ground beef. <laughs> ground beef. Cheese and ground beef. I mean, I, I mean, scoop. There it is. Is more catchy. But ground beef is just funnier to say. Ground beef. Ground beef. That's what I like on my pizza. Kind of brought the wrestling announcer guy into it. He's, I mean, he's a, he's a separate person. He's a separate person. He's not me. He's not me. All right, mark your words. Let's get to it. And you know what? I know it's 5.54 in the morning. It's early, but little ACDC can't hurt. All right, so before we get to your words, you can mark mine down. But I think the Rams are going to win this game. I think they're at home. The Bengals, their offensive line, I don't think they're going to be able to handle. I know Aaron Donald and Von Miller are always talked about, but you also got Leonard Floyd. They're a good blitzing team. They got Raheem Morris, a defensive coordinator, who's very smart, understands what to do. And we've seen in the Super Bowl before that even a guy like Patrick Mahomes can't overcome the weaknesses of your offensive line. So with that... I am taking the Rams. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm going to take them 35-30. to 30. That's where I'm at. I think the Rams win this one 35-30. What say you? Mark your words right now at 888-957-9570. And I promise, I'm not, just, I'm not just talking here. I actually do mark your words. And I know you may not think I do because I haven't read any off, but really, the topics that I had... None of them came to fruition. Like the Nick Bosa comeback player, defensive player of the year. That didn't happen because TJ Watt came along. Joe Burrow came along. The Clay Thompson thing. Well, I happened to be out for the couple of weeks when he did come back into the in, into the lineup. So I didn't have time to read those. I had one for the NFC Championship game. But a lot of you had the 49ers. There were only like two people who had the Rams. So I want to know from you. Mark your words at 888-957-9570. Whoever predicted this correctly will get their shout-out there on Monday. From 925, mark my words, Burrow throws for 400-plus and two tugs. That's from AJ and Napa. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's the criteria. You start out with mark my words, then you close it out with the name and where your city is, just so I know who you are. Because if I don't know who you are, I can't mark the words. And then he continued, Super Bowl 56, mark my words, 27-23, Bengals, Burrow, MVP. That's from Ernie and Concord. From Dan Under the Bridge, mark my words. Aaron Donald is held sackless. There you go. Tamir from Oakland, mark my words. Rams are going to blow the Rams out. Aaron Donald, MVP, three sacks. From Ricky Flair in East Oakland, Stafford will throw a pick six to seal the game for the Bungles. That's not a... Hey, Ricky Flair, that's not a bad take right there. That's not... I mean, the 49ers were, a, you know, a dropped interception away from possibly getting to the Super Bowl. I don't... I don't... I don't... We've seen Stafford do that a lot. I wouldn't be shocked if he did that at the Super Bowl. 
From Andrew and Benicia, the itty-bitty city by the water. <laughs> mark my words. Bengals 24, Rams 17. EJ from Brentwood. Mark my words. This will be the lowest Super Bowl TV rating. I don't... This is just me, but I don't care about TV ratings at all. I really don't. Okay, so something's not that popular. What does that? What, what does that mean to me? Like that, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, if, it, if anything, it just means out that people missed out on a good game. Possibly, we've seen highest-rated TV, you know, uh, sporting events be terrible games. Kind of be a waste watching it. I don't think it will. I don't think this one will. I think it's going to be a good game. From the uh, where was I here? From the 510. Again, I need your name and city at the end. I can't just mark your words or else you'll just be regular 510. From Anthony in Napa. The Los Angeles Rams will look like the best version of the 49ers ground and pound attack. Dominating time of possession. Rams win 30-17. to Armando and Berkeley. Mark my words. Bengals 34. Rams 31. B from Richmond. Mark my words. Joe... Joe Bates, you mean Jesse Bates, will have one interception and eight tackles on Sunday. That's B from Richmond. Interesting. Jesse Bates, the guy who almost, I mean, hell, that 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 game in Cincinnati, that was a dropped pick six away from sealing it. It's pretty interesting to think about that, that in the NFC Championship, you were dropped interception away there. But if Jimmy would have thrown that, if, if Jesse Bates would have caught that pick six from Jimmy, he would have taken, again, it would have been a pick six. He would have taken it to the house. From the from Al from Hayward, Joe Burrow will win the Super Bowl because I believe no starting quarterback named Joe in the Super Bowl has lost it. Good one. Uh, from the four one five, I need your name and and where you're calling from so I can actually mark it, or else you're just four one five. Mark my words, Bengals call heads and win the coin toss. All right, excellent prediction. Uh, Rizucci, Maine. <laughs> Super Bowl, Super Bowl edition overtime win for the Rams. Derek in Union City. Burrow outduels Stafford. Bengals take down the Rams in OT. Big Worm from SF. Bengals call heads and win the coin toss. There you go. There you go, Big Perm. I mean, Big Worm from from Yeezy in Newark. <laughs> Rams at home in La La Land can't lose in a close one. Rams thirty four. Bengals twenty eight. Oh man, what is this? Frisco Rob Stafford will get sacked, hurt, and the back of the quarter and the backup quarterback will have to finish the game. Bengals thirty-one, Tangles thirty-one, Lambs ten. Huh? That's brutal. Look, you heard my prediction. I think the Rams win thirty-five to thirty. We got UFC two seventy-one, Adesanya versus Whitaker, the second installment in what I do believe is going to be a trilogy because I actually think Whitaker could win this one. But UFC 271 is going to be fantastic on Saturday night. And then you got Super Bowl Sunday. A fun sports weekend. Shout out to Sham Sharania who won the 2022 NBA trade deadline. Reporter Rumble. And as always, the morning rose coming up next. Go sports. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.